a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. All right, guys, get your get your fan mail in. Get your gifts in. My birthday's in two days. This is a this is a your 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 first and only warning. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I apologize I didn't join the scene sooner. I uh, <clears throat> I had something in my throat, and that's the only reason I wasn't seeing, because I totally remembered that. Um, okay. So it's your birthday in two days, Zach. That's really exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, anything you want to say to me or give to me? You got two days, so no rush, I guess. <laughs> oh, I've I've got something big in the works, and that's not me just saying it because I'm on the air right now. Okay. I'll tell you what. Um, you have a hint? <clears throat> oof. Um... Well, while Ari says big, uh, mm-hmm. I'll leave it vague whether big means uh, physically or uh, like like in terms of how important. Um, oh, okay. I like that. Maybe both. Something that, yeah, uh, possibly uh, based on what I've already picked out. Um, and I'll I'll say that it's significant to our friendship, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Wow. Okay. That's, I like that. That's, um, that's a really good cop-out answer. Yeah. Oh, are, exactly. the, are those? Uh, is that your Amazon delivery uh, text coming in right now as they've delivered uh, to the doorstep my my gift that you're gonna bring to me in two days? That's that's exactly what that was. Um, I I don't want you to build up your hype it up too much, but it's it's really gonna surprise you. Um, I, you know, Zach, I actually have a a question for you. Do you ever feel like because your birthday's in the summer? that as a kid your birthday was uh, generally overlooked because you weren't like one of the kids who could have their birthday explicitly celebrated during the school year I, quite the opposite actually i felt like my birthday was um summer birthdays are, are far superior i can ha- i could have my birthday party whenever i wanted to no restrictions interesting I, I get what you're saying, but uh, no, I never actually felt that way at all. In fact, I was hmm. I was quite happy with the summer birthday. I think hmm. um, I think a lot of my teachers did a thing where they would uh, they would have a special day during the school year towards the end, where they celebrated all the summer birthdays on one day, which was very generous. I seem to hmm. remember that. That may not have ever happened. <laughs> that may be me uh, rationalizing this this uh, horrible shame I felt for a summer birthday that you're trying to withdraw from me, from deep within inside me. <laughs> but uh, no, I, for the most part, I, I loved having a summer birthday. Hmm. I mean, I've I've I I get I suppose the reason that I've I ask is because I've generally looked down on kids with summer birthdays while a kid because I I figured. Uh, they, they didn't get the attention they deserved and they were always the young ones in the class. So they deserved feeling ashamed about that, that specific, uh, thing that they couldn't change. They should feel ashamed about that for sure. Well, I was ashamed about being a young, a young kid in class. So thanks for bringing that back. 
Yep. I, I, you know, even though you're older than me, I still consider you the young kid in class and look down on you right now. Well, I still act like the young kid in class, so I can't really blame you for that. That's kind of a reasonable response. <clears throat> welcome back. By the way, welcome back from your uh, 4th of July holiday weekend. Did you do anything fun? Oh, yeah. I, I did a lot. I, uh... <clears throat> As per tradition, I dumped a bunch of tea into the nearest harbor I could find, okay. uh, which let me tell you is pretty hard in uh, DFW, Yeah, you were Texas. far away. Yeah, um, I had to ask for a couple of days off of work just to make it down to the coast, and then don't even get me started on finding harbors. That's um, true patriotism. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, you bet. Yeah, and then uh, drank a lot of patriotic beers. and Such as? Um, yeah, oh, that's you know Samuel Adams. Ah, uh, good answer. He, he he's somehow related to history in America. That's a good answer. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed with myself for remembering to drink that. Um, and then uh, you know there there's the new uh Lone Star twenty four seven beer, which they intend for you to drink twenty four seven, just like true patriots are uh buzzed all hours <laughs> of the day, including the night. Uh, and so I I part partook partaked i i took part in that uh (laughs) this weekend (laughs) fun yeah um i i went uh i visited a friend of the show adam in houston and we also drank a lot of patriotic beers which patriotic beers did you guys drink uh uh, budweiser that's that's a pretty solid one yeah it's uh very American. I, I I haven't had Budweiser in years. I don't know what I'm talking about. Also, <laughs> uh, we're recording many days before the Fourth of July, so this is really just a, a prediction. Really not a. Uh, anyway, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your Fourth of July holiday. Uh, sorry that you have to listen to this on your first day back to work, after hopefully a long weekend. Uh, do you get Do you get Friday the fifth off of work, Paul, or do you have to take off for Independence Day, then go back to work, then get the weekend? I do not get off Friday, and all of my friends do get off Friday and have been very sure to rub that in my face and specifically make fr- plans for that Friday. So it's That's been really, really fun experience for me uh, being left out of that. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I don't have <laughs> Friday off, but I'm taking it off. So it's I'm, much like the Founding Fathers, I'm taking matters into my own hands. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good move. The Founding Fathers would definitely be proud, Zach. Thank you. I, well, really, it's it's your pride. It's the only pride that matters to me, so I hope you're proud. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm extremely proud. Uh, well, this is episode 18 of Not All Bad. Uh, I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Patriotic Messman. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Thank you. I like that a lot, actually. If this is your first time listening, um, Paul and I rant on the show. Um, no one knew is listening, so I, I just I say this at the beginning every time because it's professional, not because it's of value to anyone. But uh, we'll just whatever. That's that's what we do. We just we get mad. Okay, welcome to the show. And just like the title, it's not all bad, which isn't just about the topics; it's also about the content. We just re- want to remind you, some of it's bad, but not all of it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's some sliver of good somewhere buried in here, but if you find it, let me know because I've been digging for 18 episodes and I ain't found shit. <laughs> why don't you? Uh, uh, yeah, why don't you tell everyone uh, where they can they can follow us and 
whatever. I've, oh, I've phoned I, it in. I am so I'm so honored that you uh, chose me for this out of all your options. Well, it's your it's um, your job every time, but you all, I always have to prompt you because you never seem to remember. I I <laughs> clearly don't. You know, you want fans. Uh, fans might be kind of uh, disingenuous. Listeners, I don't know if you guys actually care for the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. Uh, you can also email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com about uh, basically anything you want. We, we're, we're not, we, we get clearly tons of emails uh, so much that we're overwhelmed. We had to hire an intern. However, we'll, 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 we'll take just about any topic of email, but particularly if you have a topic you want us to rant on during the random rant section, uh, feel free to send that in with a subject not, uh, excuse me. Wow, I'm just stumbling everywhere. With the subject a random rant idea, and we won't even see that until the show uh, live when it's uh, added. And you can listen to us wherever you find podcasts. Oh. I promise you if, you, if you can find it in a podcast in that place, you'll find ours there. Specifically Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, though, if you're if you're interested in specifics. Um, also, shouts to Brandon. I got uh, your random rant ideas in the mailbox. Appreciate that. Everyone else, step up your game. Haven't gotten in any in a while, so let us know. Uh, fill up our inbox. Um, also, we want to get guests on the show. If you're interested in being a guest on Not All Bad, you can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com, and we'll add you to the list. First come, first serve. Uh, you don't have to know your topic yet. That's cool. If you don't know it yet, we'll help you pick it out. If you do know it yet, that's awesome. Um, but you also don't have to do it in person. We can have you on the show over the phone, so feel free to let us know even if you can't come over, and we'll be able to call in. And, uh, yeah, we just, we'd love to have you. So if you're interested, reach out. We, we, we want some communication. We're very lonely. It's, we're desperate for it. We just, we crave it. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's time to, to, to move into the prepared rants. I think so as well. And in typical fashion, I don't remember at all who went first last time. I think I have literally no, I think it was you. So. I'm going to kick it off. Um, well, we're right around Independence Day, and uh, what better of a subject to talk about than America's pastime? Uh, baseball season is in full swing, and I, I understand <laughs> that baseball's popularity is, has been in a steady decline ever since, like, 1976, uh, which is unfortunate because I like baseball, even though a lot of people don't, which I totally get, by the way. I understand uh, not liking baseball, but I like baseball. Uh, but I can't even, like, I don't know who I am pretending that I can be a sports commentator because I could not. I don't know anything about sports. And, in fact, most people listening right now know me and know damn well I have no room to talk about this. But that's not going to stop me because it hasn't stopped me before. Uh, Paul, have you ever caught a foul baseball at a baseball game or a home run? I, one time, as a younger kid like maybe eight or nine went to a minor league baseball game specifically the fort worth cats i don't even know if they exist anymore and one time they hit they uh they hit a home run and i happened to catch the ball my my memory is fuzzy but i was there with my friend at the time luke and i think i may have in you know i feel like i some in some way stole it from him because I somehow have a tinge of guilt, but I don't remember what the guilt is over in this memory. But I think I might have somehow stolen that home run from him. But I, I somewhere 
It might have been thrown away. I have a bald icon in Fort Worth Cats game, which is very insignificant. But yes, that's the one experience I have. The Fort Worth Cats uh, disbanded in 2014. I'm sorry to report. That's I could pretend that I'm sad about it, but I'll be honest that I I could not care less. <laughs> well, I I appreciate the honesty. Um, that that guilt that you felt is it's so nice that you mentioned that because that's exactly what we're here to discuss today. Um, oh boy. Catching a professionally hit baseball, and yes, the minor leagues is still professionally, regardless of it's a big league game or not, catching a professionally hit baseball, foul ball or home run, is not an easy task. Especially, the fans don't have gloves, and you're contending with a mob of zealous other fans trying to catch the ball themselves. That's not even something that the players on the field have to deal with. Plus, your hands are usually full. You usually got nachos and a beer in your hands or something like that. The point is, catching a foul ball is no joke. It, it's, it's not an easy task. It's a feat. It's a feat of athleticism and coordination. So why the hell am I expected to give a trophy that I caught, that I earned myself, away to the brat in the row behind me just because he's a kid? I didn't see that little jerk raise one goddamn finger when the ball was going over the net. And he or she was probably just wiggling around in their seat yelling at their mom to catch the ball for them. Meanwhile, me, I was like throwing my hot dog onto the ground. I would never do that. I would stuff that sucker right into my mouth. Take that audio clip out, please. I (laughs) I would just eat the entire hot dog in one bite in order to make room in my lap to catch a foul ball. I I would be up and running around. There is no reason why I should give this ball away if I successfully catch it to anybody, regardless of age. The w- worst thing, the worst, the worst age are these these preteen teenager fans. Like, kid, you could be playing baseball right now. I can't. I'm too old, and I'm busy paying bills. If you want a ball, go outside, find a friend, and make them hit one to you. I paid for this seat myself like an adult. I know that you didn't earn the seat ticket yourself. You got it from your friend's dad. If anything, that dad deserves to catch a foul ball for buying the tickets and then sitting there with your brat ass next to him. I don't like this concept, this rigged system of performing such... As a feat of athleticism and then having to just simply go, eh, whatever. Take my memento. Just because it's a kid. It's unfair. I worked hard for this baseball and I don't want to give that up. Suddenly I'm the bad guy? I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it is an unfair double standard. Here's what they should do. They should make the sections where foul balls go adults only. It's a safety hazard. <laughs> it's a safety hazard to kids. Now, I, I know, I understand that a young baseball fan is going to be glued to their favorite team. I know that kids can bring their gloves to the stadium, which is something that you would just absolutely look down on an adult for doing. So they're going to be watching the game. They're going to watch every play. They're going to have their glove. And meanwhile, somebody like me is going to be drunk, and I'm going to have spent the last three innings at a concession stand. So it's not a great analogy, right? Maybe the real safety hazard is me, but that doesn't really matter because I'm playing a character here and I don't really mean any of this. And so I can just pitch whatever the hell idea I want to. You can't stop me. It's our show. <laughs> so I'm standing by this idea is that foul ball zones, anywhere a foul ball or home run can go, which is all, which are all the good seats. Anyway, adults only. 
<laughs> no kids allowed because I don't want to have to catch a ball and then give it away to some kid. Can, can I just say it's really bizarre to me, the more I think about this, that it's specifically with the sport of baseball acceptable to bring a glove to the game. Very strange. It's, it's more, good good it's, point. It's, it's more common with kids, but it's not irregular for adults. I've actually known uh, people, acquaintances who love baseball, who go to games with a mitt on the off chance that a, a ball might fly their way. But what's really bizarre is, can you think of another sport where fans bring equipment with them so as to be ready to partake in the sporting event? That's it's really bizarre like to that. me. Yeah, that in baseball it's normal to bring a, a mitt and be like, "Yeah, I'm 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 ready to catch a ball like this. I'm not just a spectator. I'm I'm ready to jump in this game and catch a ball better than any of these players on the field." Like that's so bizarre to me, and. <laughs> Like, is the entire appeal of a live baseball game that you feel yourself a player? I, I don't even know for sure. Um, I actually do have strong feelings about baseball, and it's, it's not the direction that you took with it. I, in a lot of cases, think it's a garbage sport that's met, that's overstayed its welcome in American history. <laughs> that is a hot, that is a steamer. That one's coming it in is. hot. I, th- I think it's kept alive by nostalgia. I think so that too, yeah. it is an inferior sport to almost any other sport you could find out there. But specifically, on the, maybe I'll bring that up another time, but specifically on the topic of catching, you always see these videos where people just shame the shit out of American, I don't know why I said American, out of adults at baseball games for catching a ball. And then like, there's a kid 10 rows behind them who was like, Oh, I wish I got that ball. It's like, what what it what is this whole game a charity for any kids that show up? Is there even a sport happening that we need that our main focus? The thing I see the most in clickbait articles about baseball is would you look at that? This garbage man caught a ball and didn't share it with a kid. I, I I'm actually with you here, Zach, that like if the kid couldn't manage to push aside the adult and catch the ball himself, <laughs> he doesn't deserve that ball. That's what I'm saying, it's not man. His ball. That's exactly what I'm saying. You gotta earn that shit, kid. You can't just mope around and hope that somebody hands it to you. That's that's cowardly. If you're not gonna catch yeah. it yourself, you don't deserve it. Hey, hey, I'm. Hey, you wish you had a foul ball. I wish I didn't have to work for a living. Welcome <laughs> to being a child. That's what I'm saying. It's- if you want a ball, go play baseball. <laughs> go play just go play just do it live it it's it's so bizarre that the more i think about this i'm actually getting pretty upset with you here because like is is the entire point of baseball just for kids to catch balls because like why why even have the sport if a foul ball or a home run in some cases makes it to the fans whoever it's like one of those t-shirt things from like basketball games where they have t-shirt cannons. Like, you catch it, it's yours. But for some reason, there's this weird shame around adults that they're at this baseball game, and this is their opportunity to be charitable and share with these kids who are just lazy, never worked a day in their life, and they think that they expect a baseball to just be handed to them. That is some communist propaganda if I've ever seen it. I, the, I'm So, a little bit behind the scenes, I worked uh, really late today, and I, and I got home like right before we started recording, and... I didn't really have enough time to prepare for the rant today, which is, uh, which is unfortunate. But you, you have put so many golden ideas into my head that you're really filling in the gaps here. And I, I got to say, I appreciate it so much because my, my momentum, I owe it all to you. But 
That is such an excellent point. Why are we not holding baseball games to the same standard that we hold t-shirt cannons in any other sport? If I catch a t-shirt at a, at a basketball arena, I would be a pervert to give that to the kid next to me. <laughs> That's something that would get on ESPN, not top 10, top 10, for the opposite reason. You can't do that to a kid. Plus, it's like an XL. No kid's going to wear an adult XL shirt. No kid deserves an adult baseball. This is a this is a, a baseball for grown people playing the sport. And as a grown person, I caught it myself and I get it. I keep it. Part of the game, kid. <laughs> exactly. We need to teach them young what to expect uh from life because if if you're not the first to grab it, it's not yours. I don't I I, I just have burned in my brain videos of these sad kids sitting in the stands and every all these internet warriors being like look at this piece of shit he didn't give the ball to the kid but the kid didn't do shit to get it why should the kid get the ball that's it's just an assault on the 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 men and women who catch the balls in the stand who worked for that ball and i i don't see why they should have to give it away frankly you know what frankly it's an insult to our troops if i if i must (laughs) if i must say so Can I ask why you say so? Uh, I just I like the way that you said men and women. Uh, it's an insult to the men and women working hard in the stands, and it just I just ran with that idea, and it in no way affects the U.S. military. I was just going with that idea. I you know I don't think you need to back down because I think this is an offense to our troops. Our troops deserve those balls, and the <laughs> I love how I love how you didn't. See, typically I'll say something like that and I'll just blow through it out of shame. And I'll ha- you have to call it out, right? It's like when your voice cracks and, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to the game on Saturday. You have to say, oh, man, what am I, 13? Or else it's really embarrassing. You have to call yourself out. That's what I do when I say something like uh, I've just jammed that whole wiener into my mouth or whatever I said earlier. But you, you just stop and laugh, which is another another way of calling yourself out, I guess. Respect Game, respect game. I appreciate your uh, your attention to the 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 points that I'm making, but our our troops deserve those balls. They deserve to have those balls, and they if they're at a game, and I assume that every man and woman in the in the stands is a is either a troop or a troop in waiting is catching those balls and deserves to keep them. I don't see why we're uh, offending these troops by making them give it to a kid who will never see a lick of military experience in their time. Did you say that? Did you say, did you basically categorize every adult American into either a member of the United States military or an eventual member of the United States military? Cause this dichotomy is something that I love. It's very depressing. It is a very said, depressing I, comment. I said what I said, Zach, <laughs> I'm really trying hard to find uh, uh, to make a to further make the point of the most expensive. Like, how much does a uh, a famous like home run ball sell at auction? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these are kind of unfair because it's like Babe Ruth's autographed ball and stuff like that. Which back in the 1933, they didn't have kids. I like. I'm sure that uh, baseball stadium <laughs> attendance was so restricted. It was probably only adult white males that could attend baseball games in 1933. Probably. Well, look at check this out. Okay, Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball. I, I don't know what's so significant about home run number 70. Oh, it's okay because it was it was in a single season. That's why. 
Ah, okay. So that makes more sense. Uh, like 70 is not a lot total, but for a, it's, a man it's like crazy Mark what McGuire, steroids can do for you. Yeah, right. Way to go, Mark. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Mark McGuire, he's fairly, I mean, he, he was a, uh, almost a contemporary of ours. Just uh, uh, he, he was playing uh, while we were really young. That was at the end of his career. But his 70th home run ball sold for $3 million. And you expect me to give that away to some brat snot nosed kid, 10 rows behind me, who's just pouty? I don't think so. And allow me, this is the last point I want to make because I know I've gone way over my own time here. But one thing that would be really funny to do is to make, to somehow like doctor or create a viral video of uh, like uh, an outrage, a fake outrage video of a, like someone, a man catching a foul ball or a home run ball or something in a uh, MLB stadium. And then not giving it to the uh, person in a military uniform, an adult in a military <laughs> uniform, like two rows behind him. And that person's just like really pouty and, and sad. And they like slump in their seat and fold their arms and like pout into their chest. Uh, and and ha- seeing how many people latch onto that and just give it the same energy they give to the kid who didn't get the foul ball and say shit like, uh, what a scumbag, uh, you need to share. Like it's just a baseball, come on, give it to his, give it to him. He wanted it so bad, stuff like that. I think that would be fun to do. I can't do I it because I don't idea. have the resources to do so. But if anyone else does, let's uh, uh, hit me up. Not all bad show <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, I'm done. That's it for me. I took way more time than I deserved. I think you took as exactly as much time was necessary <laughs> for us to acknowledge uh, the support we need to have for our troops and specifically not our kids in America. Well, if it weren't for you, that would have been about a 30 second rant. So I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Who Zach, I've got something I'm pretty frustrated about today. Let's hear it. Let me tell you, I experienced for the first time this past weekend and am extremely upset about chiggers. Oh, now Zach, have you ever experienced chiggers? Uh, no, not personally. Thank God. Well, th- if you had asked me a week ago, I would have said a similar thing, and I would have wondered why anyone ever complained about chiggers. But uh, for my job uh, last Friday, <clears throat> we had to go out on a location um, to film something in Alito, Texas. A, uh, I don't know if suburb is the right word, but a small town near Fort Worth, Texas. And w- I was standing in some grass... And I was wearing pants, you would think that would have protected me, but no. There are these bugs called chiggers that ruined my weekend. (laughs) And let me tell you, they are worse than the reports say. They're awful. So there are these bugs that somehow are so small that your eyes can't see them, which should be illegal if I had a say in this. Uh, According to one article, they were 0.3 millimeters long. According to Wikipedia, they're 0.4 millimeters long. I don't know who to believe, but regardless, they apparently can't be seen by the naked eye. Anything that can hurt you legally should have to be big enough for you to see it so you can defend yourself. That's true. And I stand by that. And Zach, if you could see my legs right now, from the knee down, they are covered in red bumps. You would think I had some kind of intense disease or hives, or some similar skin reaction. But no, just some bugs decided to eat my entire legs. Both of my legs are itchy beyond belief right now. Because, if I had to guess, just putting together the information I know, I was standing in some grass, 
and some bugs so small that the eye cannot see, apparently, from everything I've read, crawled up my pants and bit me. And I, I did not consent to that biting. <laughs> I did not appreciate it. And, you know, as I was looking up at some point, this happened on Friday, but I didn't really realize the gravity of it until Saturday when I looked at my legs and I said, wow, these are itchy. What's going on? Oh, wow. There are a bunch of red bites. Like every with every single bite is within an inch of another bite from the knee down for me on both legs. And they itched and still itch beyond belief. And what that means is a, a band of chiggers climbed up my legs, and I look as I was looking up for treatment options because I am suffering. I discovered that I didn't really want to know this, but now I know it. Chiggers apparently are the the ones that bite you are the larva of the adults don't bother you. It's just the larva. They attach to grass and then they just wait for an animal or a human to walk up, attached to your skin. And then they just inject their uh, their saliva and it numbs out and creates and like adjusts your cells to become food for them. And then they just gnaw, gnaw away until you are and, and you like can't even feel it until the next day. And they just eat at your skin and then it leaves your body just suffering as a result. And I, I just can't believe the trauma that I've gone through because of this. Yeah, I made the mistake of uh, hitting up Google Images as soon as you dropped your topic title, and uh, it doesn't look pretty. It's not a good look. It's horrible. If if anyone saw my legs right now, they they would never want to see me ever again because it's so disgusting. And uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, you can go to Greenland, Alaska, Siberia, or the Sahara Desert, and it looks like there aren't any uh, chiggers there. Literally anywhere else on the entire planet, uh, it's just it's all chiggers. So. Yes, I also looked into this. Chiggers are present in the entire world except for anywhere it's too hot for them ex- to exist, which is literally just the Sahara Desert, <laughs> or too cold, which is the the northernmost part of Russia or like the northernmost point of Canada. Mm-hmm. Places that are undesirable to live, if I may say so myself. Uh, Even without chiggers. <clears throat> yes. They, they. I will say they, they have a kind of weird name. the The scientific name is something like trom, trombiculidae or something. So I don't, I don't uh, have, uh, I don't have anything pulled up. In fact, um, looks like my internet's out. Weird. But uh, just off the top of my head, it does say trombiculidae. Trom, trom, tra, just, tra, I'm trying to remember it. Tra, it. It'll come to me if I mispronounce it a lot of times in a row. It's a trombiculidae. Tra, trombiculidae. Oh, there it is. Yeah, That's some, it. someone someone at some point decided to call them chiggers, which I'll be frank, I feel a little bit weird every time I say No, it's not a good uh, name. <laughs> it's really not. And I, I'm not doing great, I'll be honest. I, you know, people love to talk about how awful cities are and how you should just go out into the country and live in nature. And I'm starting to be of the impression that we should hate nature and we should not want to live in it. And if nature dies off, I won't be that disappointed because that means that chiggers will die off with it. And that that seems like a win-win to me. I like this name, Red Bugs. Thanks, Wikipedia. They're apparently red. Any picture you find of them is zoomed in so close because, like I said, apparently they're not visible to the naked eye. I just... It seems kind of unbalanced that God would create a bug that not only can create misery for you, but is invisible. 
that that seems unbalanced and frankly unfair that you can just go out in the grass and they'll eat you alive. I, I don't even know if I ever want to go outside again because these chiggers are apparently everywhere. I've, I experienced them for the first time this weekend, but I assume that anytime I go outside again from now on, I will experience them again. I don't want that. I'm very lucky that I've, I've heard tales and I never, uh, unlike you, I never um, underestimated them. So I, I hope that I never experienced this ever. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, like I said, my, my legs look pretty disgusting. I would upload a picture to Twitter, but I feel like we would be banned for uh, grotesque content. Um, Probably, it's, yeah. It's pretty bad. They've, uh, I, You know, I was looking up remedies, and the one thing that I found that apparently isn't backed by science but people stand by is literally just either burning your skin. I learned a lot about itching, Zach. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you can either... Get in water so hot that it burns your skin around the bites and then your nerves just turn off and stop you from feeling the itch because they're like, wow, this is sensory overload. There's so much burning happening. Or you can get your skin so cold that similarly your nerves are like, this sucks. I'm going to stop sending signals to my brain. So the only way I've been able to deal with this successfully is to get water as hot as possible and submerge my legs in it. And that's been pretty terrible. And... uh, Apparently the itching lasts two to three weeks and I'm just not here oh, for man. that. That is desperation. Once you are like, you know what? I'm just burning all my skin off. This is too much. That's how you know it's a serious issue. It's it's pretty bad. So the uh, <laughs> uh, my understanding is a uh, quick science corner over here. Uh, just come on over here with me to the science corner. Uh, the burning thing works because you're killing the enzymes or the protein that causes the itching. Uh, but in order to kill those enzymes or proteins or whatever they are, you, you have to – the temperature has to be hot enough to also burn your skin. It's why you can like heat up a really uh, – a spoon, like the back of a spoon really hot and then press it against a mosquito bite and it stop itching. But it's also going to hmm. burn the hell out of your skin because you have to – it's the same temperature, you know? Yeah. So probably not worth it. But let, I'll hit you up in two weeks and uh, then I'll ask you if it's worth it. Yeah, next episode, I'll, I'll give some chigger updates for sure. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about a random rant? Maybe something uh, not bug-related? I would love that more than you could believe. Um, so this is a fun one. I like this. Uh, number six, this was just put on the list by Maddie, so thanks, Maddie. Uh, it's lawyer commercials. <laughs> Which uh, I think is a fun one. This leaves a lot of room for interpretation. First of all... I think Maddie probably put this on the list because San Antonio just beats you over the head relentlessly like a mob boss with lawyer commercials. It is. I'm like gagging thinking of all the commercials. Like every time I go to San Antonio, it's like every commercial on TV is for a lawyer, some different lawyer, which it, it would be. It's it's almost like it's like every other commercial on TV is for a pharmaceutical or a car or something, but lawyer commercials are so intent on going out of their way to catch your attention that it's it's just it's a pain to watch and they're all so unique in their own terrible way that it's it's never a refresher. Like if a car commercial comes on, it's so easy to tune that out. 
Because it's like, oh, yeah, here comes a Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, driving around a bend. Oh, another bend. Oh, look, it's on the beach now. Oh, it has a kayak on the roof. Like, that's all of them. And then it says JD Power & Associates Motor Trend uh, for uh, S-Class uh, SUV of the Year 2014 through 2016 <laughs> or whatever. Like, it, it's exactly the same thing every time with a car commercial. With a lawyer commercial, it's a mixed bag of, like, car crash sound effects and really, really stupidly easy to remember repetitive phone numbers like call 281-666-6666 or some like dumb nickname like uh my name is jacob jacoby uh and i'm the texas bailiff crusher or some shit like that it's they always have nicknames who gives these lawyers nicknames so they could make their own nickname like jim adler the texas hammer is Jim is Jim calling himself the Texas Hammer? Is that something that he sits down with the ad agency and he's like, yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, there would be a gavel sound banging uh, as we uh, ask if people have been injured in a car crash. And then, uh, I don't know, what do you think about um, the Texas Hammer? <laughs> Who has creative authority in that? Because you can't give yourself a nickname. That's a cardinal sin. I mean, that's like the lamest trick in the book, but it is something that a lawyer totally would try to do is give themselves their, their own nickname. I can see the Texas Hammer, like, insisting at a cocktail party. Like, uh, James. Uh, I'm sorry, James? Yeah, James, uh, would you, you want a drink? Oh, I don't know a James. Uh, maybe you're thinking of the Texas... Oh, God, the Texas Hammer. I'm not calling you that, James. Come on, Jim. <laughs> This isn't your commercial. This is a nice dinner. Why do you have to do this every dinner we go to? I feel like that's how it goes down. Yeah, I. You know, it's funny. I. I haven't watched enough live TV lately to see a bunch of lawyer commercials, but a lot of the, the like, show content I've seen has put a lot of co- parodies of lawyer commercials. Like, it seems, it's so obvious to everyone how obnoxious they are. And, like, there's there's this really good improv show on, I don't know if it's improv, but this uh, variety show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave. And they, they have a bit I in there about, like, these, like, you should call this lawyer if this happens to you when these guys show up and just do this. It gets very specific. It's really funny, but it's, it's kind of true because the the lawyer commercials are sometimes so specific about class action lawsuits where they're like, (laughs) have you or a loved one experienced this specific theme with this product from 10 years ago that you might've like become taken part in. And it's, (laughs) it's just funny to me because it's like, how do you even prove that? Do you have receipts from 10 years ago? Can you just take, can any ordinary man just take place in a class action lawsuit and say like, I took these meds and I also felt kind of weird afterwards. It's like they're, they're they sometimes just s- specifically target people who like h- how many of the viewers of this television program could possibly have experienced this specific reaction with the specific medicine to where they could take place in this class action lawsuit. Right. Yeah, it's always it's always such a like precise call out. It's like Hey, maybe if we make six billion different lawyer commercials, we'll be able to get six billion clients. It's like each there's one commercial for every person on earth. 
which <laughs> the number is way higher than six billion these days. But who can keep up anymore, right? Yeah. Life moves fast in the big city. You know what they say. That's showbiz, baby. I, I don't know. I, I I wish that I wish that there was some sort of panel that you could attend that where you would assign lawyers their nicknames. <laughs> like mm, I don't know Texas Hammer that's a little bit too strong you lost uh, more cases than you won last year maybe uh, maybe the Texas Coward <laughs> or like uh, I don't know I, I feel like Texas is kind of uh, it's a big space and you don't really operate in a lot of the areas west of the Pecos I think that's a little bit uh, disingenuous don't you maybe uh, maybe we'll call you the uh, litigious guy from Amarillo. How does that sound? Doesn't really roll off the tongue, but maybe uh, the Texas hammer was was too strong. I don't know. I feel like I feel like uh, it's it's almost false advertising in a way. You can't just go around saying that you're the doctor law boss or whatever, which by the way, that is a badass nickname. In fact, if if we're just gonna go around and if hey if lawyers can do it why can't I if we can't if if they can just give themselves their own nicknames then I'm I'm taking one of the best I'm I'm calling myself Doctor Law Boss from now on <laughs> that's that one's mine no one can have that one that's on me I'm Doctor Law Boss <laughs> if, if I ever have any issues that need to be taken to court I would for sure pick Doctor Law Boss first well you'll lose but at least it'll be funny to hear the judge say that in court because I'm legally changing my name. <laughs> Well, good luck with that. I, I'm excited for us to follow up on that next episode to see what your new legal name is. First name, doctor. Last name, law boss. <laughs> Middle name, Eric. Dr. Eric Law Boss. You know, that weirdly flows better than I expected to before I said it out loud. Yeah, it works, right? Paperwork's already being filed as we speak. Yeah, well, let's let's get the interns on that because we have plenty of interns here. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're having such a hard time uh, sorting through uh, all the all the emails we're getting in our inbox. Um, emails sent by you. If you want your random rant idea read right on the show, much like we just read about lawyer commercials, uh, discussed rather more than read. We we read it and then we discuss it. So we do a little bit more than than read it. But you'll you'll get both. All right, it's a two for deal. But if you want your random rant idea discussed on the show, let us know. Notallbadshow at gmail.com. Random rant idea in the subject line. Put your random rant idea in the body, and then we'll add it to the list. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for random rant ideas. Uh, but it is your turn, uh, if you're willing. It's your turn for uh, positive rants to kick us off with that. I would love to. <clears throat> Mine isn't too detailed, but it follows up what I was talking about with chiggers earlier. I may have mentioned that I took a bath uh, in extremely hot water uh, in order to treat my bug bites. And I discovered, you know, I haven't taken a, a real bath in years. Like, it, it, I don't think I ever did in college. So it had to have been like in high school the last time I did it. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, there's, there's something really special about taking a bath. I went to the store and I bought a bath bomb because I decided if I was going to do it, Ooh, I was going to go all yourself. out. Yeah, exactly. And first of all, there's something really unique about bath bombs because they completely color the water, something like uniquely special, like lots of green, blue, and white foam like everywhere. It's like weirdly special. I don't even know if they are clean you, but something about like sitting back in the water with like those weird bath bombs 
filling it is weirdly kind of special and relaxing. And I, I didn't think much about baths. I, I think that baths are generally something that for some reason girls are in tune to, whereas men just don't think it's necessary for them. But there's something nice right. about sitting in a bath. That. And that that in case you're wondering what this topic is, because I've mentioned multiple things right here, it's it's bubble baths or baths in general. That there's something nice about sitting well, hang on. in water. There is a, a a big difference between baths in general and bubble baths. So are you gonna praise both here? Or are you honing on on one in particular? <laughs> Oof, I I don't know if I can speak to baths that don't include a bath bomb of some sort because I haven't taken one literally since I was probably like eight or nine years Fair old. Fair enough. I mean, there's no other way to take a bath as an adult, right? Grow up. Yeah, it's it's as an adult, it's kind of like what what are you even doing if you're just like I don't feel like taking a shower. Let me spend 30 minutes filling this tub with water and then like sit down just to to like clean myself that seems so inefficient well it's not a good cleaning mechanism either right you're just yeah, in your you're own sitting filth. in your filth exactly uh, i'm glad that we both are on the same page about our filth when we sit in the bath um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly so I, i'm more saying as a relaxing mechanism there's something special about bubble baths that include whether you just use that special soap that creates bubbles in the water or use a bath bomb or something. There, there's, I'll tell you what, when I went to buy a bath bomb, I was amazed by how many options there were for different things. Just add in your bath. I don't even know what half of these things are. Some of them are just like, they almost look like toys for adults that you like drop in and, but it's like special that they're just sitting in the water with you. I don't, I don't even understand what's going on with it, but there's this whole world of bathing that I wasn't even familiar with. But I experienced it over this weekend as I was trying to burn off the pain from my legs from the sugar <laughs> bites. That was pretty special. That it it was pretty relaxing. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, I, I haven't taken a bath in just such a long time. I can't even begin to think how, about how long ago it was. Um, I I don't like baths because <laughs> of the fact that I don't like the idea of sitting in my own filth. However, I have never considered this, but your conversation is now making me do so, and I like the thought of relaxing in a bathtub, obviously with bubbles, obviously, obviously. I got a beer in my hand, and obviously. I've got, uh, like, maybe I'm holding an iPad or something, and I'm watching The Sopranos in the bathtub. Hmm. That sounds nice. I like the sound of that. But let me yeah. ask you this. Sorry, go ahead. Say your thing. And then well, I, I was just going to say, you, you described exactly what I did because I sat in the bath, which had a bath bomb in it, which made it very comfortable, hopefully cleansing. I actually, I I have a giant beer mug that I don't usually use because it, it's so big that it can fit like three or four beers in yeah, it. Yeah, I've got two of those. Yeah. I filled it with a couple beers and I set it on like the counter next to me at the bath and I had my computer queued up on a chair next to the bath, and I was watching New Girl, the show that a couple episodes ago made me very angry about the line, but I enjoyed <laughs> it nonetheless. I like that a lot. Um, I uh, I have one final question about this topic, and it's that what? So I get bubble bath, right? And that's fun. You can make a cool mm-hmm. Santa beard and stuff out of it. Like I get that. <laughs> a bath bomb, though. Do you emerge from the bath looking like a like you're covered in car wash foam or something? What's the like? It, does it rinse off easily? I, the the whole adding the glitter and the color and stuff to the water that kind of freaks me out. So what's the what's the situation there? I'll be honest. I don't know how much I could speak to that because the one I did mainly just 
color the bath a turquoise blue color. And I kind of had to pay attention to it because it took much longer than I expected to dissolve. And so I was having to like push it around the bath to uh, equally dissolve in different parts like of the bath. Like a little toy. Exactly. Um, but I can't really speak to ones that really foam up the water because that's not the one I used. But you bring up a good point that to some extent, like, I don't even know that I feel cleaner. I, I, I feel refreshed after a bath like that. But it does seem like you have to you have to go to lengths to get whatever soap or, or whatever or foam you were sitting in off of you, whether with a towel or just like rinsing off in a shower afterwards. I don't even right. know that it makes you like actually clean, but it does make you refreshed. No, I, I have I have no doubt it doesn't make you clean. It just makes it seem like you're clean. Yes, I'm. I feel like if I was gonna take a bath, I would have to do the shower, just a, a shower rinse off afterwards. Mm-hmm. If my goal is to get clean, which if I'm in the bathtub, I might as well, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, is that is that your uh, is that your bath topic? That's all I got to say about bathing. I liked it. It was quite. It was it was challenging for me at the beginning, but I overcame that, and I I, I see eye to eye with you now. I'm, I'm interested in uh, in trying this. Yeah, you should try it out and let us know how it goes. All right. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. It seems kind of personal, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I guess I should begin by prefacing my positive rant today on uh, my typical work schedule. So I try to, as hard as I can, it doesn't always work out, and it hasn't really lately, but I try as hard as I can to work a schedule that allows me to take off the afternoon on Friday. So I'll work extra on Monday through Thursday so that on a normal Friday, if everything goes according to plan, I can leave after lunch. I can go home, which is already an incredible feeling. Just the fact that you leave for lunch and you know you're not coming back is 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 amazing. So that that in itself is is just fantastic. Never felt better. But the reasons why that feels good are clear. There's no surprises here. There's no need to elaborate on why leaving uh, for half a day of work feels great. But there's a hidden detail about this fact, about the half-day Fridays, and that is I'm going home. I'm off the clock for the day. I'm off the clock for good once lunch starts on Friday. That means I can drink. <laughs> And uh, my coworkers usually do a thing that we like to call New Food Friday, or if we're not feeling adventurous, we'll do Good Food Friday, where we all get together and for lunch we'll go out to um, either a new restaurant we haven't been to yet, or just one of our, our one of the ones we've had in the past that we really like and we want to go back to. Hmm. So everyone goes, we get together, we all go out for lunch. It's Friday, everyone's feeling good. The weekend's about to start. Whether you're here after lunch or not. Hard to be in a bad mood on a Friday. Getting a beer after work when it's only noon. Getting a beer after work at any time is amazing. When it's only noon and you have half a day left, an extra half day to your weekend, mind you, that's just the greatest. This is one of the simplest pleasures in life. Uh, because of the upcoming holiday and then two vacations I'm taking after that, I'm I'm having to work through a lot of Fridays to make up some time, which is cool, right? Vacations are better than a beer at halftime on Friday. For sure. Um, which, uh, is, is no surprise, but I'm missing out lately. So I'm trying to kind of trying to live through this experience on the podcast here today, but 
un- an unbeatable feeling. Sometimes it's a margarita, sometimes it's a beer, but my God, it doesn't get any better than this. Just such a relaxing kickoff to the weekend every week. I hope that you can get away on half days on Friday, Paul. If you can, you've got to try this. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes do. It really depends on like how much work there is to do at Same, my job. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there is something particularly special about a drink right when you've gotten off of work, especially when you're about to go into a weekend. There's something just special about that. That whether it's at noon or after at the end of a special. Like like a normal day, right? Know, like Time of day doesn't special. matter. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's just something special about it uh, that really I agree that it's pretty unique. Really, uh, to be honest, that's about all I have to say. I mean, um, I was I'm kind of uh, kind of at a loss for words here because there's not too much to elaborate on. It's it's all the same. <laughs> um, it's all more the same, but it's. I really, if you don't, so I will say this, um, being able to have a flexible work schedule throughout the week and that allows me to do this, I'm working a lot harder because of it. So, Mm -hmm. um, I know, uh, we say this a lot, but we've got a lot of, uh, airline executives and oil and gas, uh, executives who listen to the show. Uh, if your companies (laughs) don't implement this policy already, I recommend a flexible work schedule. If you can fit it in, right. Sometimes factory jobs can't allow for that. But um, it's it's worth a shot, I think. Uh, it, it allows me to work a lot harder, and it, it makes me a lot more refreshed come Monday. Two-and-a-half-day weekend is a hell of a lot more than two-day weekend. It feels a lot more. I don't get the Sunday scaries. Come Monday morning, I'm pretty much ready to go back. So there's a little, uh, there's a little uh, working tip from me to uh, America. Do with that as you will. <laughs> Well, I think that just about does it. So, should we send them off, Zach? Yeah, that's uh, that's about all I had to say. I think uh, that's going to do it for the show today. Cool. Well, if you guys, uh, if you have any particular advice about how to deal with chiggers, I'd love to hear that. Um, you you can email notallbatshow at gmail dot com about that or any other topic you please. I'm just going to say, like us on SoundCloud, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Spotify. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, Tell your friends about the show, please. Uh, We're starting to get a lot more people that are listening, and that's awesome. People that uh, Paul and I don't necessarily know um, or talk to or whatever. So um, if you're one of those people, thank you so much for listening. Keep it alive. Keep telling people. It means a lot. Um what else was I going to say? There was one more thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, notallbadshow at gmail.com, let us know. We'll add you to the list. You don't have to have a topic prepared. You don't have to live in the area. You can do it over the phone. And I'm Zach Andrews. <clears throat> this has been Paul Messman. Uh, this has been episode 18 of Not All Bad. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. Oh, hey, by the way, I was looking up, uh, um, I was going to do like a specific drug reference, like, um, uh, 
I was going to try to improv out like a like a commercial for a really specific condition. So I was looking up uh, the active uh, agents in uh, Prozac because it just I watched The Sopranos for the first time yesterday and he takes cool. Prozac in the show. And this is a really long uh, story for a really low payout. But I'm on the Prozac Wikipedia page trying to pull some scientific terms for my funny improv commercial that never happened. Uh, did you know that Prozac has been used to treat pre- premature ejaculation? I had no idea. I didn't know there was a treatment for that. <laughs> Maybe there is hope for me after all. <laughs> I don't know about that one. That might be that might not make the final cut. That might be God on the chopping block. Chopping block. I don't know if I could put that one in the show. <laughs> we'll see.